Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. On today's Get Ready for the Future show, what do you think about when you think about your retirement and how are you planning for it? That may depend on your age. Today, how your generation affects the way you think about and plan for retirement. Straight ahead. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Hello and happy weekend, Arkansas. Welcome into another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show right smack dab in the middle of an Arkansas summer. And boy, has it ever turned into an Arkansas summer. (laughs) I spent 10 days out west and came back to the heat wave. There's no question about that. Uh, Boy, it's just sticky like 24-7. I had the weirdest thing happen. Yesterday, I drove to our hot springs office and I left Bryant and it was hot and it was humid. But I got to Hot Springs and got out of the car and thought there was like a, a huge sauna going on. <laughs> well, because, I mean, it is Hot Springs, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I think it was because of my proximity to Lake Catherine, because it was yeah. incredibly yeah. Mm-hmm. humid, much more humid there than it was here. And you don't think about that being the case 45 minutes away from, mm-hmm. from one place to the other. But uh, yeah, you're right. It is warm and humid. Yeah, I remember when I, when I touched down in Little Rock, I had actually had a uh, coming back from the west. I had had a, a hoodie on in the airports, and um, it was 66 degrees the day my son and I left Salt Lake City. So I wore it all day because the airports are cold too. Yeah. And we landed in Little Rock at midnight, and as soon as we touched down, and we're we're taxiing in now to the to the gate. I, I was sweating. Hoodie off. I, yeah. I began sweating, and I'm like, it's just because we re-entered the humidity zone. But yeah. hey, you'd think being Arkansas natives that we'd get used to this, but I think no. as you get older, it gets harder. It does. It does. And it, does. it is. Uh, I find myself ready for football season, John. Quite it, frankly, yeah, absolutely. And and speaking of, as things get older and getting more yeah. difficult, uh, right. retirement gets more difficult as you get older. We're going to talk about the generations mm-hmm. and uh, how they're struggling with retirement, how they're dealing with retirement, and some of the mindsets that are there. I think Scott that uh, could be good and could be troublesome to some folks. Yeah, there's, there's, this is going to be an interesting show because we, we basically, and, and let me preface this by saying I am not the biggest fan of labels and Mm-mm. putting people in boxes no. and those mm-hmm. types of things, but there is something to be learned when you talk about relating your age or what generation you are from to how you view retirement. What do you think about it? And then what are you doing to plan for it? it there are distinct differences. And we're going to basically talk about three different generations today. And, and maybe not even generationally, but let's go at it, guys, from the way we basically segmented on our website. On, on GetReadyForTheFuture.com, we've got basically a collection of videos and some resources to address where you are in life, where are you, if you're starting to save for retirement, if you're in the middle part of your life and you've got kids growing up about to come out of the house, uh, which is where I am, or if you're preparing for life after work, pre-retirement, walking into those retirement years. We've got three distinct spots, John, on our website that have it broken down to where you are. We, we have uh, worked really hard. Our team has put in a lot of hours shooting videos and working on the website to really try to speak to you wherever you are. What life stage are you at? Are you trying to figure out what is this thing called retirement and how do I deal with it if, if you're a young person? If you're in the middle of life, if you're balancing your life and your money and your family and all of that type of thing, there's information there for you. And there's information for you if you're getting ready to retire, if you're looking at what's next, what's life after work look like? Well, and I think we've got we've got a good crew for this show today mm-hmm. because uh, Scott, you and I are right in the middle with the with the Gen Xers there, and mm-hmm. Austin, you are I will say not a stereotypical millennial, <laughs> well, I but, that. but by when you were born, <laughs> yep. you are a millennial by definition, and mm-hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna talk through that generation, we'll talk through Gen Xers, and then John's in the Baby Boomers group, and we've mm-hmm. been having conversations here as a as a company about what it, what happens as John ages, you know, and and. We, you know, we give him a hard time about being the old guy around here, but, but in all seriousness, things are beginning to change. And so we've got to look at that as a firm. Individual families have to look at that. Where are you and, and what does that mean for you financially? 
as you go through those life stages and and think about this, you know, a lot of people think about, oh, I don't want to think about getting older. It's really not getting older. It's just progressing. It's it progressing is. through life and changing your role. You don't play the same role right. today that you played 10 years ago. Nor would you want to. No. Right. And, and yeah. so those are things that you just have to be up on and, and be educated about because it's what you don't know yeah. about retirement that will hurt you. Well, and I think here's a great example of that is you can always make a change. There's always time for that. I think about where I am in life with four kids at home, one about to head to college, two more leaving for college in a couple of years, and I'll have one child left in the home. Now, he's only nine, so we're going to be a long way down the road before we're empty nesters, right. but but certainly our expenses are going to change oh, yeah. over oh, the yeah. next couple of years, and we are certainly saving for retirement, but I fully expect to accelerate that when there are less people in the house. You know, it's it's not a coincidence that that catch-up contribution yes, hits yeah. about the time. <laughs> yeah, right. it hits about the time that the kids are leaving the house. You got all this money mm-hmm. freed up, now you can contribute more. Well, I think it's uh, interesting that, you know, Austin is is a, a relatively new father. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brayden is, is how old? Three now? months. Three months old, yep. so uh, you're still a new father. We'll, we'll still keep you that. <laughs> yeah. You're new but, for two or three more years, I think. <laughs> But, but I want to tap into your mindset for just a second. As yeah. as you think about uh, you know raising a young family and everything, doesn't retirement kind of get sort of pushed into the background uh, against all the other things that are are literally screaming at you? Yeah, yeah it's one of those things that kind of gets pushed to the back of your brain. It's it's there, but it, you know a lot of a lot of my friends who were in this same life stage of young you know young family starting out, it's uh, that's something we do when we're older is kind of the mentality and so you kind of have to think ahead but you know we're saving earlier than my parents ever did i know that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of education from my parents to not make the mistakes they may have made right waiting too long they're going to start earlier start now so well i think it's really interesting that in in your generation uh you have all those pressures but at the same time you have this very distinct advantage of time mm-hmm. and yep. and the time value of money and and investing it goes back to the the story that i tell on the website about my friend rusty that i set up years and years and years ago uh, a roth ira for him yeah. and he was promptly told and he was in his 20s and he was promptly told by a CPA that he was too young to be saving oh. for retirement. Oh. And so I, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Let's let's clear the deck and mm-hmm. let's start from the beginning and let's go through this because what you will find out is the time value of money can make you a millionaire with a lot less money invested yeah. if you do it the right way. And I think that's a uh, that's an issue that a yes. lot of millennials just don't have a clue about. It's that lack of education. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's something I want to focus on is we roll into the the rest of the show today i want you to think about where you are and the why about where you are you know why are you thinking the way you're thinking because there are generational stereotypes and Mm -hmm. we'll kind of talk through those some of them may hit you some of them may not but i think if you think about what you learned from your parents either that was intentionally taught to you or many times more importantly what was observed by you Mm -hmm. what you actually saw them doing it has a tremendous impact on how you think and feel and act about money and it 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 becomes your definition of of how you do everything with regard to money so the question is are you doing it right or do you maybe need to redefine how you think about it and i think that goes to the challenges that we all have seen our our parents go through and other people around us go through and what we fail to recognize sometimes in that is a challenge can either crater you or it can cause you to learn more and hopefully on today's show we can cause you to learn more from some of the challenges that maybe you've observed that maybe you don't have to follow that same path, but you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. And we're going to be referencing a report called Reimagining Retirement, Generational Strategies for 21st Century Challenges. That's the subject of today's Get Ready for the Future show, and we are just getting started. Stay with us on this Saturday morning. We've got live events happening near you. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events for a calendar and sign up now. We're back right after these messages. 
This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life, whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a Genwealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member Fender SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From Genwealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Well, the big news in the markets midweek, the S&P 500 hit 3,000 for the first time ever. And really, John, it was on uh, what we'd call some sugary news. Uh, The investors enjoyed hearing some prepared remarks from Fed Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. He made some congressional testimony suggesting that the central bank remains open to the possibility of a near-term rate cut. And apparently that's what investors really wanted to hear. Well, investors other than the folks at LPL Research want to hear that. The guys at LPL Research, uh, uh, Ryan Dietrich and John Lynch, uh, the chief market and chief investment strategist there, say they're not real fond of these sugar highs that we get when the Fed speaks and talks about cutting rates because it's basically just cheap money coming into the market and running the market up. And that is a uh, an, an antithesis to uh, the value and the, the fundamentals that they look at. And really, we're believing Believing that that you know we're moving into the volatility zone now yeah. in the market because LPL has been saying that three thousand is their target for the S and P by the end of the year. So if it's going to be at three thousand at the end of the year, you're going to see some gyrations up and down, and you probably ought to buckle your seatbelt over the next six months. Well, and I think it's so uh, relative for us to point out as well. We preach on the Get Ready for the Future show and on this segment over and over again that the market will eventually return to fundamentals. Right. So yes. that works both ways. Most of the time we're talking about that when we had a downturn, right? We'll return to fundamentals. Now we're talking about returning to fundamentals when maybe we're getting too exuberant here. Yeah, you could see some some exuberance here and you could see that that the market does surpass this 3,000 mark. That doesn't necessarily mean that it will stay there. Where the market stick is on the fundamentals. These sugar highs that you get from the Fed saying, hey, we're going to cut interest rates and it's off to the races again with cheap money, that could be a little bit of a danger zone. And we are very carefully monitoring what's going on maybe making some adjustments here at GenWealth as far as our allocations are concerned because one of the things that we don't want to do is get too far ahead of ourselves, get over our skis in a frothy market Mm -hmm. and then have a situation where some of our near-term retirees might be losing some significant dollars. So let's talk about fundamentals because they are still strong. We're not not sitting here saying today that we think we're about to go over that cliff in the next six months of 2019 because when we look at most recent numbers that we can look at, and that's job market, it's still pretty strong. Yeah, the job market was a very strong report in June. And so, uh, you know, that is one area that we feel like could kind of change things as far as uh, the overall economy is concerned. If jobs are good, then that obviously means that there's more money flowing into the economy, more things that people can do with that money, and that money begins to turn over. But the labor market strength could buoy some otherwise moderate economic activity that is going on. On, and the resilient job market but could have some complications to the Fed's uh, at least uh, telegraphing that they could cut rates. If the job market continues to stay strong, the Fed could reverse course and that could take away that sugar and that market could come back down. All right, we're going to finish up in less than a minute here with some statistical historical numbers. When you talk about what does the S&P or what do stocks do? following a really good run in the first half of the year. And we've got some data here in front of us. In 2019 through June 30th, the S&P 500 was up 17.4%. A collection of these other years when we the yearly returns at the end of June were up uh, very, very high, what does it typically do in the back half of the year, and usually those returns are at best modest and at worst negative. Yeah, the the average is about three percent, but there was a period of time that in the history that you could look back and you say as much as a twelve percent average downturn in the economic picture or in the market picture following a big run up in the first half of the year. That's why we feel like we're moving into the volatility zone. That's it for the fastest four. Back in a moment. If you want the answer, ask the question. Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, location, and question, and we'll answer it on the air. 
We'll be back in just a moment. From the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios, we're back with more of the Get Ready for the Future show. Coming to you all across Arkansas on this Saturday morning. Welcome into the Get Ready for the Future show. And a reminder that you can always reach out to a Gen Wealth financial advisor near you. We have offices all over central and southern Arkansas, West Little Rock, Hot Springs, Bryant, Shreveport, Louisiana, and El Dorado, Arkansas, all places where we have advisors stationed. So if you'd like to step in and make that appointment, you can call 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. Or you can reach out via email, info at getreadyforthefuture.com, and we'll respond and set that first appointment for you. As we talk about today, the differences in generational thought processes and retirement planning processes. We're referencing, as we mentioned on the other side of that break, a report entitled Reimagining Retirement, Generational Strategies for 21st Century Challenges. So I'm going to start by defining what the three generations are that we're talking about today. Now, again, loosely, but it's based on your birth year. So baby boomers are going to be at the tail end of our show today. We're going to talk about uh, how they look at retirement and some maybe some helpful things that we can offer in that regard. Those are people born between 1946 and 1964. Gen Xers, that's Janet and I, born between 1965 and 1980. Janet's much closer to the 1980. Uh, <laughs> just, just so Thank you're you. aware. Thank yeah. you. And the millennials are born between 1981 and and 1997. That's Austin uh, over to my left here. So we're representing all three of those generations. Those generations are represented on our website too. We referenced that. I don't know that we talked about the titles where you can look for if you go to the website, but if you go to getreadyforthefuture.com, the millennials are going to be under learning the ropes. We know you're just getting started. Some things to help you along the way in getting started saving for retirement and building that plan uh, long term. For the Gen Xers, it's balancing life and money. I've already referenced my personal story. Most people in they're in that uh, walk of life where I am are in that same spot. Their kids are getting older, about to get out of the house. You've you've got to balance the expenses of uh, your life with saving for retirement, and then preparing for life after work. That's for the baby boomers, obviously pre-retirees walking up on retirement. Some specific challenges that you have to be aware of as you get close to. Uh, preparing for life after work. So in this segment, we're going to talk specifically about millennials. And I think the jumping off point for us guys is a very interesting uh, article that talks about how the millennial generation is not really saving or rather investing in the stock market. So we we talked earlier about the impact that parents have on what their kids think and feel and actually do about money. So let's talk about the millennials as far as their parents are concerned. So with the oldest of the millennials having been born in 1981, when we hit 2000, so if you remember 2000, 2001, and 2002 were the three worst years our country had seen since the Great Depression. So these kids are just out of high school, maybe going to college, maybe starting to work, and we have this tremendous recession hit. And and then for the younger generation, it, younger part of this generation, we had 2008 that was a tremendous impact while they were still very young. And some of them saw their parents lose their home. Mm-hmm. You know, they started out a school year uh, and they were living in a house and they ended up the school year and they were living in an apartment because mom and or dad had lost a job or been downsized. And so there was a lot of bad that they saw from the the lost decade, it tremendously impacted them. Yeah, I was going to say the lost decade really does stamp the millennial generation with this uh, uh, aberration of an attitude yeah. about about how the the market actually works. And and I I fear that the millennials are going to lose out greatly by not understanding the details of this because they may have seen their parents lose a big chunk of their 401k plan because the market Mm -hmm. had its challenges uh, during that lost decade. But what they don't understand is they are in a different place. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. by saving into a situation like that, they shouldn't be fearful of it. They Mm -hmm. actually should be applauding it. Yeah, definitely. They should we should be excited about that because the market has just been on a phenomenal run since uh, 09, really right after 08. And I was kind of thinking back as y'all were 
with Janet, you were talking about those points in history. Yeah. So I was born in 1990. So right in the middle of yeah, this. Of that group. So I, I really visibly remember 9-11 cause I was yeah. going in, I was in sixth grade. So I remember that. And then I was a senior in high school during 08 and mm-hmm. we were, I was actually taking a financial peace class through my high school. And so we were kind of learning about learning the rope, so to speak about saving, but you didn't quite fully understand what the big, you know, hoopla was about it until I look back a decade later yeah. and go, oh my, that was, that was a big deal. And I remember friends that same situation, it was, you know, my parents were talking about their 401k dropped or they took their 401k and put it all in cash. And I think mm-hmm. we're saving, my generation is saving more, but mm-hmm. they're just not putting it in the market. So let's talk about the difference that you experienced mm-hmm. personally at home. Yeah. And and your dad is, is my pastor. Yeah. So, you know, part of that, that time we were at church at Rock Creek mm-hmm. and we observed what was going on there. And obviously your dad didn't lose his job. Yeah. But, you know, there were rough times for every church out there because oh, yeah. if people are losing their jobs. They're not giving as much, you know. That's mm-hmm. just the reality of what it was. But what, but what you saw as a child mm-hmm. is your dad buckle down and go to work, mm-hmm. and not just at the church. But he has, over the years, he is very good at reinventing himself, yep. you know, and just going, "What do I need to be doing now, now. to mm-hmm. move forward and to make myself better?" Mm-hmm. And and that's what I see in you, mm-hmm. rather than the stereotypical millennial mm-hmm. type of of mindset about investing. And so I, I would challenge our listeners again to think about what did your parents do, and and whatever they did, was it healthy? Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. because you're probably going to duplicate that mm-hmm. whether you intend to or not. Well, specifically, if you go to our website and and drill down into the learning the ropes section, you'll find out about the cow story and yeah. you'll understand yeah. a concept, a financial concept called dollar cost averaging. Google it if you'd like to. It is really a a big deal as far as accumulating money is concerned. And if the market goes down, it actually provides some opportunity to you because you have the higher potential for before the compound interest effect mm-hmm. going on there. You've got uh the you've got the time to employ a more aggressive strategy and you need to be much more long term in your look. I think that technology has actually affected yes. your generation yes, in a definitely. big way because yeah. there's this instant gratification yep. thing that yep. goes on. Yep. And you think well, if I put money in today, I ought to have a 12% yep. return because mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey says 12% mm-hmm. on the radio, I yeah. get a 12% return yeah. every year. And it doesn't work that way. You have to think about this long term. And mm-hmm. uh, let's face it, uh, none of our generations uh, that we're talking about have a great deal of patience anymore. No. I, and I think definitely you, you've got to, I've talked with other millennials where it is one of those things where when we'll save for our retirement, when we make more money, what they don't realize is that that compound interest effect, yeah. putting $50 a month. And I was thinking about this as I was planning for the radio show about, they, they asked me, so where do I find that money? They think, you know, and I get it. I have a three month old at home. I've got diapers yeah. to pay for, but <laughs> and formula. You know, you yeah. think, talking about technology, something that my wife and I have done and most of my generation are now doing, for instance, we cut cable out. Yeah. I pay $10 a month to Netflix and that's what mm. we use. Cable was $150 a month. Where did there, that money go? There's your money right yeah. there that you may not realize it, but if you sit down and just make a, a simple budget is kind of yeah. the first step. And then just really stepping out and consistently putting in money each month. You you said the key word, Austin, mm-hmm. budget. We've been through budgeting yeah. here mm-hmm. at GenWealth. Uh, we do that as a, as a family. We do that as a company. Those things are things that make a huge difference. And I know that budget is a four-letter word that inflicts pain upon yeah. your soul. Yeah. But, but if you will go through a little bit of pain, you will see great reward for it because all of a sudden money begins to make sense. Yeah, and, and frankly, we have on the team at GenWealth, we have advisors in every age group that we're mm-hmm. talking about. So if you're a millennial and go, you know what? I don't want to meet with somebody with gray hair. That's okay. We're hey. not offended by that. Wow. <laughs> Scott, at least you got hair. It's good. It's better to have gray than none, That's you know? Exactly right. <laughs> so, but I mean, uh, all three of us have gray hair. Austin's the only one here who doesn't. So we're all right. <laughs> Just but, give that kid a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, that's right. Especially yeah. with that kid. That's <laughs> right. But seriously, if you're a millennial yeah. and you go, you know what? I just really want to meet 
meet with somebody my age because mm-hmm. I won't feel as judged. Yeah. Not that we judge people, but I think mm-hmm. people are concerned about that a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so we have a team who's your age mm-hmm. and they understand what you're going through because guess what? They're going through the same yeah. stuff, but they also have this knowledge about how to handle their mm-hmm. money with regard to that stage of life. Yeah, I want y'all out there listening to think about coming in and sitting with a financial advisor. We're not coming in to tell you what you can't do with your money. I want you to think of think of yourself as you are the CEO of you. Whether or not you run a business or not, you're the CEO of you and your life. Look at us as your CFO. We come alongside you to partner up with you and work with you. That education driven and then that strategy based plan we put together for you can make a huge impact for your future. Absolutely. And I think that uh, I've got to put a shameless plug in here for our MoneyWorks program. One of the reasons that we developed MoneyWorks, which is our financial wellness program that we take to local businesses, MoneyWorks is designed to educate on these issues. And I think that education is the key. Austin, you were fortunate enough to be going through a a school Mm -hmm. that that offered uh, financial education, but most schools don't do that. And they don't really have the knowledge base to do Mm -hmm. that because, uh, you know, basically it's, it's, you know, learn what you can as you can. There's no formal education about how to deal with your money. You get a formal education about how to make money, but you don't get a formal education about how to deal with it. We're trying to formalize education, if you will, through the workplace with MoneyWorks and the things that you need to know to win financially, you can learn in the MoneyWorks sessions that we do. We're right in the middle of doing one for a company in Benton right now, and we're getting great response from that. We we love doing these things. So if you'd like to plug in on MoneyWorks, if you're a business owner or if you work at a business, you'd like to talk to your boss about it, tell them to give us a call, 501 653 7355. MoneyWorks is absolutely free of charge to the business. We will not charge you a dime to come out and do these because we know that this is a critical issue for millennials and even uh, all the throughout all the generations to be educated about what they need to know about retirement. Hey, we've only got about 30 seconds left before we need to take a commercial break, but I want to set up on the other side of the break just a little bit of spillover before we move into uh, generation X, my generation, I want to circle back to the investing side of this for millennials. And really, it would work mm-hmm. as well to as a reminder for Gen Xers. I think it's an interesting comparison we're making between the Depression era generation and the era that went or the uh, generation that went through the, the Great Recession in 2008 and that mindset of not investing in the stock market and where that will leave you if you don't. We're going to take a break and be back with more as we talk about the different generations' mindsets towards retirement on today's Get Ready for the Future show. Stay with us. Smarter, simpler, and more personal. The Get Ready for the Future show continues after this. Education-driven. Strategy-based. Team-delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show, and we're back for more. Make the money, don't let the money. So that education that comes from Gen Wealth is in the form of a Gen Wealth Academy workshop. And I want to remind you one final time about uh, the Social Security workshops coming up in your area. Now, we do have one this coming week at Mike's Place in Conway that is sold out, but there is still room in our other two July Gen Wealth Academy workshops, both of them focused on Social Security. July 25th is at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock, and July 30th at 6.30 at the El Dorado Event Center. You can come and hear from one of our team members, Stephanie Smith, who was a 27-year veteran of the Social Security Administration. We invite you to think right now, if you're hearing my voice, about Social Security questions you may have We've actually got some young people signed up for this. I would think it would be a little bit closer to retirement age that would be uh, Social Security would be on your mind a little bit. I would imagine the young folks are thinking, is it going to be there? Mm -hmm. That's the most common question we get. We'll address that. We'll address how it works. We'll address uh, claiming strategies, all sorts of things. So bring your questions. This is not really a lecture by any means. This is a Q&A session. Stephanie's done this for us a few times now, and she is a wealth of information, John. And and really, it's I've said this before, when I've presented with her, it's Good evening. Welcome to the workshop. Here's Stephanie. There you go. That, that's, that's, <laughs> that's how the way it works. To do it. Yes. That's how you do it. Yeah. 
Mike's place is, is full, sold out, uh, no more room there. We're getting close mm-hmm. in Little Rock on the July 25th session at the Crown Plaza. So I would encourage you, if you're thinking about doing it, yeah. don't just think about it, yeah. do it. Get, it. get it done now because you may not have a seat if you wait till the last minute on the July 25th workshop. And then we're a little ways away from the uh, event in El Dorado on July 30th. But I will tell you that all of these sessions are very well attended. They're very helpful in terms of planning for your retirement because Social Security, Janet, is the foundation of what we do. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've we talked about, you know, there's so many different claiming strategies and you've got to be sure that you are maximizing your income for your foundation. And it's just, it's a critical decision. So come out, join us, ask whatever questions you have about Social Security so that you can understand it better. And did I mention it's free? It's free. Absolutely no cost to you. Dinner will be provided, so there's not much downside there. And nothing's going to be sold. It's information only. Social Security Workshop. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash events. You can sign up there for either Little Rock or El Dorado. Talking about uh, the different generations and how they look at retirement and maybe some adjustments in the thinking that need to be done. We spent the last segment talking about the millennial generation and really some good stuff in there. That's defined as uh, folks born between 1981 and 1997. We, we talked about that startling statistic that 20% of millennials in a recent survey said they'll never invest in the stock market. And we drew some parallels from that generation. And Austin had some great uh, light that he shed on that about growing up and being a teenager through that uh, great recession. Uh, and how that really paralleled the Depression era generation. And, I, and I've had actually had the opportunity to sit with some children who are now walking into retirement, the baby boomer generation, who were children of the Depression era people. And they've recently passed away and inherited their money. And it is always 100% of the time in the cases I've sat with, 100% in cash and CDs. There, there isn't any investment there. And, and I think that is a great parallel to draw that if you are basically saving money, and the, the stats show that millennials are putting money back, but you are not investing it, I think there's a major mindset shift that needs to take place. First of all, you're never going to even keep, place, keep pace with inflation. What, what a dollar buys today is going to take five dollars mm-hmm. to buy at least when you reach retirement, and if you've put that money in cash and savings all along the way, it's going to be worth about four dollars. A big difference in that generation and today's generation in trying to save in safe type investments is the fact that we're in a completely different interest rate environment. Yes. yes. It, when you think about the interest rates of the past, you know, you can think about, uh, Janet, you know that uh, yeah. your grandfather told you to go get some CDs because they were paying uh, 15% way Absolutely. back Absolutely. Yeah. And those times are gone. Yeah. yeah. And so today you're looking at 2 or 3% if you're lucky, best, if you're lucky <laughs> yeah. On, yeah. on safe money investments. And you've got to think, okay, where is this going to get me? What is the logical conclusion of this? And we all know if you look at long term in the market, you can look at somewhere between an eight and 10% return on a very long term basis in the market. But retirement is a long term proposition. So this is just a matter of fitting the right issue with the right vehicle to get you where you want to go. And and I would just challenge you do the math, take all the emotion out of it, Mm -hmm. sit down and do the math. And Mm -hmm. if you just put your money in the bank, and you get CD type rates between now and retirement, and you're a millennial, Where's it going to put you? Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe Social Security is going to be there for you, where is it going to put you? Because what you don't realize is that you are taking a risk right now. You're taking a risk of not being able to outpace inflation. Mm-hmm. The market is just a different type of risk with a different potential reward. Yeah. As Janet pointed out, I have gray hair. So <laughs> You let, got it early, though. Let me share some of that gray hair wisdom with you. This was a mind a mind shift for me, a mindset shift for me in my the way I looked at my retirement savings and investing. John already talked about the concept of dollar cost averaging, that if you continue to systematically put money in over time, you're looking at accumulating more shares. If the market goes up, the market goes down. That volatility can be potentially your friend. Think about accumulating shares and don't pay attention to the account value. Yeah, The account yeah. value when you are in your 30s and 40s does not matter. And that, when you can get away from that and build into your mindset, I'm accumulating shares 
you're less likely to get as concerned, I think. You know, uh, we have we have uh, streamlined statements these days in the mm-hmm. financial industry, and they yeah. only have the dollar numbers on there now. Mm-hmm. And that is a great disservice yes. because what you need to be looking at is the number of units or the number of shares mm-hmm. that you are accumulating. Because as you're putting money in, guess what? Those shares don't go down. That's right. They right. always go up. Now, the value fluctuates, and what it may be today or tomorrow is, is really, as Scott said, is really not indicative of what's going on because what your objective should be to not be looking at that dollar value always going up, but your share balance always going up. And you do that through dollar cost averaging. Yeah. And I think some people, when they see that dollar, that number, you hear, oh, I lost money in my account. Well, you didn't lose money if you didn't sell anything. I I compare it to the value of your home. Your home value could go down, but if you haven't sold your, your property, you haven't lost anything there. As a, uh, a young investor in 1987, when we had the big 26% in one day yeah. downturn on the Dow, I I listened to the wealthiest man at the time in America, Sam Walton, who saw a fortune disappear on paper. On paper. Mm-hmm. And he said, it doesn't matter. It's, it's all on paper. I'm not yep. selling anything. And I took that to heart. And I have really tried to communicate that to our investors over time so they understand this long-term accumulation concept. Because if the shares are lower price, you can buy more with what you're doing, whatever generation you may be in. Now, wait, you were a young investor in 1987? I was. Oh, okay. That's I mean, so he's an old one now. Okay. Right. So moving on to the next generation. <laughs> I don't we're, know what I just stepped into. <laughs> this is a generational show, John. Yeah. I think that's great uh, advice for millennials or Gen Xers, because yeah. I think there are Gen Xers yeah. that, that mm-hmm. are worried about that account value. And as you start to accumulate wealth, right, you've been saving for a decade or so, it does start to hurt. You're not Sam Walton, but when you take a 20% hit, or if you take a 20% hit, it does really hurt and, and makes you get a little worrisome, but you have to still have that long-term mindset. So how about Generation X? That's where I fall. That's where Janet falls between 1965 and 1980 as a birth year. The studies and research show that that generation could be paying for care for aging parents and saving for their children's education. So there may not be much left over in their minds anyway, for sure, to save for retirement. You know, I think of a a couple I sat with late last year, and they're not actually, uh, they might be on the verge of still being Generation X. They're probably baby boomers, though, right on that line. They're they're in their mid-50s, right? So they come in, and they have done a good job of saving for retirement because it's all in their employer plans. They took to heart. Get that match. Mm -hmm. Put it away. Don't think about it. That automatic savings, and we'll deal with whatever we have left. They have aging parents. They have kids who are now out of the house. They paid for experiences, great vacations for yeah. their kids. And they had a little credit card debt, quite frankly. And they didn't have a lot of emergency savings, quite frankly. So they did. The cash flow was going out. There is no question about it. But at least they had the concept of, you know what? Long term, I've got to put this thing on autopilot and keep putting money in. I would say if money is anything in your life, it is a habit. And yes. whatever those habits are yep. it, relative to money, it is a habit. Mm-hmm. So you've got to determine whether they are good or bad. You know, Austin, you were talking about the millennials wanting to wait until they made a little bit yeah. more money to put money in. Start now. Yep. Because if you do it, then when you're in the age group that Scott and I are in now as Gen Xers, then at that point, it's just a habit mm-hmm. and you don't question yeah. that. And yes, we're at that group where we've got stuff going on with aging mm-hmm. parents and we've got kids that are about to go to college and it is the most expensive time we will ever have in our lifetimes because yeah. we're we're paying for three generations yeah. in many cases yeah and you, you talked about earlier what i observed from my parents yeah that that was one thing in particular he, my parents my dad specifically is telling me hey i started late on saving but he's throwing everything he is in y'all's generation that gen x generation yeah. and so that was something i took to heart to just begin earlier and to just start putting in. So, yeah. you know, he, in the same thing, aging parents, I was going into college at that time. So it's a, 
you know, big thing. That yeah, sandwich it, generation, yeah, sandwich that's generation, where they exactly, were, yeah. yeah. And, and, but you started that habit young because mm-hmm. that's what your parents yep. encouraged you to do. And when you get to our age, mm-hmm. you won't question it because it's just a habit. Yep. It's just what you do. And you guys have got a great provision. The government recognizes that that you mm-hmm. do have all this stress going on. And if you get a break, yes. you've got a great provision to catch up on additional contributions to your 401k plan, to your IRA, to your Roth IRA, because you you know that you need to do that. It's going to help you in every way. And it's not going to be, you know, a, a situation where you uh, that money is just going to magically appear. And you are looking at trying to deal with this all on your own because your generation definitely is going to be the generation that is most impacted by a lack of pensions. Well, and that's the other thing, too. When you think about where you are in your mid 40s, moving to your mid 50s, you're likely in your highest earning years. The other thing that might be a concern for you, taxes. So yeah. the, how mm-hmm. you think about the uh, contribution limits on, say, a 401k before you're 50 of now $19,000, you could add $6,000 in catch up contributions if you're over 50. How close are you to putting in that much? Because that's going to help you on your taxable income year to year as well. So other thoughts about uh, being helped now as as well as later down the road in retirement. All right, we'll follow up on the Generation X and move into the baby boomer generation when we continue on the Get Ready for the Future show. More wisdom from Arkansas's most listened to financial talk show is just around the corner after the break. Stay tuned. Want more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury, Janet Walker, Austin Evans, the GenWealth team assembling for today's Get Ready for the Future show as we wrap it up today, talking about the different generations, referencing a report called Reimagining Retirement, Generational Strategies for 21st Century Challenges, talking about the three generations, millennials, Gen Xers, and baby boomers. And we've almost put the bow on the Gen X generation, but I think there's a little crossover too as we move from the Gen X generation born between 1965 and 1980 and going into the baby boomer generation defined as those born between 1946 and 1964, that as you've accumulated some wealth, let's assume you have done a good job of saving, you have invested in the market and you've taken advantage of that growth opportunity and you've started to acquire quite a bit of a nest egg. John, you've said before, accumulation is easy, but as you reach the point of moving into your 50s and getting closer to retirement, getting into, as we call it, the retirement red zone 10 years or less away, the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process begins to be of great value. And basically what we're talking about here is a plan needs to be developed. Are you going to hit the target you need with regards to your asset level that will provide you the income you need to last you through retirement? Yeah, planning is important at any stage of life, but planning is relatively simple for millennials and for uh, the Gen X generation, that uh, sandwich generation, because you just have to have this mindset of pedal to the metal. Let's save as much as I can. And then the planning really is how do I do other things to be able to save and invest? Because you're really not being able to specifically hit a target because there's too many variables when you're, let's say, also age. You're not going to get the specific rate of return that you plug into that calculator per se. So, you know, you just have to do the best you can in terms of planning to free up money to save and invest. But when you get to the baby boom generation, when you get close to retirement, that's when you begin to really pay attention to the planning process. And you have to plan properly as you go into retirement because you have accumulated a lot of money, hopefully by that particular point in time. And what you don't need is one of these market downturns to wipe out what you have accumulated all this time. For, uh, let's say, take Austin's generation, mm-hmm. a 30% downturn in the market is an opportunity. For mm-hmm. my generation, it's a disaster. Yeah. Because yeah. you have, you know, if you have a million dollars and you lose 30% of it, then that's a $300,000 loss, as opposed to an opportunity for Austin to put more money in and let time take its course. And so it becomes very critical 
critical to go through what we call the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process to get properly prepared for that life after work and creating an income stream for you to support that life. I think the challenge that we would issue to whatever generation you are out there listening is to be intentional about your retirement. Now, you know, Austin, as a millennial, if you're not, and I know you personally are, but yeah. if you're not intentional at this stage of life, you've got some time to yeah. get focused and be intentional and it'll probably still work out okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not so much, quite, you know, not as much for us, Scott, in mm-hmm. our generation, we don't have as much time to mm-hmm. make up for some of the other decisions that we might have made. We've got to get really focused on being intentional now. But then for the baby boomers, if you have not been mm-hmm. intentional, yesterday is the right yeah. time. You're you in know, that red it, zone. It is, yeah, you're yeah, that, absolutely. Yep. Go ahead. Elaborate on that red zone. Yeah, you're in that retirement red zone. It's a term we use. We're big sports fans around here, football yeah. fans. You know, in football, those last 20 yards is the red zone, and you do not want to make a mistake, throw an interception, or fumble that ball because it could cost you the game. With your retirement, you, you're in those last you know, last five years or so going into retirement, you don't want to make any mistakes. So you need to sit down with an advisor and get a plan on paper. Yeah. And the coaches will tell you when it comes to that football analogy that the play calling is different inside yes. the 20 yard yes. line yes. too. There's less room to throw mm-hmm. that bomb, John. You've got to yeah. plot along. Yeah. You've got to change the way you look at things and maybe the way you've looked at it all your savings life. That's right. Yeah, and one of the things that the baby boomers are really reinventing as far as retirement is concerned is they're making a little bit of an adjustment as far as the concept of retirement. We're, we've coined the phrase work-tirement. Mm-hmm. You know, people mm-hmm. are are continuing to work into past their normal retirement age, but they're doing different stuff. They're not grinding it out at the job that they've been at for 20 or 25 years or whatever the case may be. They may be retiring and then going into something that pays a little bit of money to help them supplement their retirement yeah. income and make their their assets last longer. And if you do that, then that makes a huge difference. And plus, there is this, uh, and I can, I can begin to really relate to this, there is this desire, and this is totally emotional, but there is this desire to continue to remain relevant. Yeah. And you think about the traditional retirement as being checked out, not relevant anymore. And I think our generation, the baby boom generation wants to, uh, to stay relevant as long as possible. I, I was listening to a, a podcast recently and it was talking about the the documented psychological benefit that there is for getting up out of bed in the morning, knowing that what you're going to do is going to help other people. Mm-hmm. And it is that really having purpose in life and what you're doing. And and we have seen many people, uh, many clients of Gen Wealth in their retirement turn what was their their passion while they were working and maybe it had something to do with their job maybe it didn't for different people that aspect of the story is different but they have taken their passion and now turned that into their their daily purpose and for some of them it is actually providing uh, additional supplemental retirement income mm-hmm. for some for some of them it's strictly on a volunteer basis but they've got that focal point every day yeah and a lot of that baby generation from the millennial side, I'm seeing a lot of the people, John, in your age group who the purpose in, for their lives may be consulting in my generation. You know, I want to help y- y'all do better than I did. It is different that, kind of investment. Yes. Yes. You're investing in people at this point and seeing them grow almost like you're you're, you're farming a garden, so to speak. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that has a two-sided benefit. Obviously, the recipient of that counseling and that coaching uh, benefits from it. But I will tell you that I have literally seen people who have retired and gone home and sat down and in a fairly short amount of time died. Uh, yeah. it, it really, and that's sad to say, but that does happen because all of a sudden your spark of life is gone. That's right. And and I think that we as a generation are really realizing that and going, you know, nope, we're going to hang on as long as we possibly can. <laughs> I, I love the uh, the phrase that is the start of uh, one of the Def Leppard songs. The guy goes, "It's better to burn out than to fade away." Yeah. <laughs> and and I think that yeah. really does uh, typify the the generational thought process about retirement. 
retirement, you know, we're going to work as long as we can. We're going to do stuff that we love to do as opposed to what we have to do. But we're going to use the savings and the investments that we have to supplement that and to create a lifestyle for ourselves that is that is what I like to call a work optional lifestyle. We've got just a couple of minutes left. I want to circle back to finish up here with something that you said, John. You said it for for the baby boomer generation, a 30 percent drop in the market is a disaster. So if you think about where the S&P just hit this week, yeah. crossed yep. over 3000 mm-hmm. for the first time, 10 years into a bull market run, I think a lot of people that heard you say that, are, well, then what do I do? Do I go put it all back in cash? Do I all hide from the stock market if that 30% drop may be around the horizon or even a 20% drop? That's where the ready-to-retire process and the retirement income planning can mm-hmm. prepare for that bear market. Yeah, you've got to have a strategy and you've got to have a plan. Now, that sounds like the same thing, but it's really two different things. The strategy is the thought process of how you're going to handle it. The plan is how you document that and put yeah, it down all the on details. paper and, and how you refer back to that plan to execute that strategy. And so that's what the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process is all about. It is an ability to sit down with an advisor and ha- have them come alongside you and guide you through the process of getting ready to retire and provide providing regular, predictable, dependable income for you and your family. Uh, When you actually walk away from that regular steady paycheck, you've got to create a paycheck for yourself. And so you've got to think about this uh, as I as I said on social media this past week, you got to think about what you need your money to do. You need your money to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. You need your money to pay the electric bill, to pay the food mm-hmm. bill, to pay all of the necessary expenses. That is a need in retirement. If you think about Maslow's hierarchy of need, if you're a psych major, at some point in time you studied that, right. that little pyramid, and you have that need base That's what you need your money to do. But then you have the wants. You have the things that you want your money to do. And those are the things that you have as discretionary income during retirement. That could come from your savings. That could come from that work retirement income that we talked about. All of that is part of the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. And Scott, it's really easy for someone to plug into that process. Yeah, all you have to do is reach out to us to tell us you're interested in coming in and discussing that. You can do that by calling us, 5 501-653-7355. Again, 501-653-7355. Or you can reach out via email, info at getreadyforthefuture.com. So let's talk a little bit about that first appointment. We've done it before on the show, but in case you never heard it or you need a little reminder, that first appointment is complimentary. It's not going to cost you anything to come in and spend an hour and a half to two hours discussing those things that John just talked about. Thinking, getting you to kind of lock in on, zone in on what are you going to need your money to do and what do you want your money to do in retirement. And what we're going to talk about it in terms of required income and desired income. And we're going to add those two together and that's going to be the monthly income after taxes that you're going to need and want in retirement. And then we're going to talk about how we would build an investment strategy and a plan to provide that to you throughout the course of your retired life. So if you'd like to get that process started, the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, again, the number is 501-653-7355 or email us info at getreadyforthefuture.com. And one final reminder about our Social Security workshops that are coming up. We have one on July 25th at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. And one on July 30th at 6.30 at the El Dorado Event Center in El Dorado. If you'd like to sign up for either of those, space is limited and those spaces are beginning to be filled up. So I would recommend you do it today. Go to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events. Again, those workshops also free to attend. That's all the time we have this week on the Get Ready for the Future show. We thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll join us again next week. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. We'll